Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hola fans de la cobblers, BDK ama on sombrero, no? Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Yeah! Goal! Yeah! Yeah! Hello, Cobblers fans, and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. We've gone Spanish, or at least Neil has. How you doing, Neil? You alright? I mean, I haven't. You were the idiot trying to trying to pull yourself off as a Spanish person, and I'm not sure pull yourself off the right top. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, Daddy, how are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. I'm very good. I should, good. I should be able to add some Spanish with Martha being Peruvian, but I'm not going to give it a go. Oh, you can't have to podcast enough, Charles. <laughs> well, it's been a fantastic week away Has in it? Spain for all the lads. Where you been? No, I'm just hearing on reports from uh, lots of Cobblers fans and a certain hat. Ah, the, oh, hat. the hat, yes. The hat. Ah, the we went crazy special. BDK's hat. Caused quite the furore, didn't it? it? It did a bit. I, I actually think that's the best thing that has happened this season. Uh, are we still in this season? Are we on next season? Yeah, which season are you classing it as? Which season are we in? Uh, I, I'm classing it as this season, 2019-20. If that ends up being the best thing of this season oh that, no that, that'll be terrible <laughs> at the end of the season we've got a problem just I talking about the hat though, oh yeah I do yeah. think though in fairness we should uh, applaud the club for the way that they've handled it I think they've done very well a bit of social media presence with the hat I mean, I mean some people look at, uh, went a bit too far interviewing the hat I saw on Facebook that was a little bit <laughs> somebody interviewed the hat Neil was it you? No, it wasn't me. Who? Somebody interviewed the hat. What, from the yes. club? No, not from the club. No, one of the fans that was out there interviewed the hat. Did a three-parter on Facebook. That, this is a level, isn't there? You know, the hat was a bit of fun. It was enjoyable. It was nice to see BDK letting his hair down. You don't interview the well, hat, Well, keeping do you? it underneath the hat, at least. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah good point, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was, for me, the greatest part of it was when Danny just said to me... It's just so out of character for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I see all the pictures and the videos of it, and you think it's on the wind-up here. It's kind of waiting for the first person to to crack under the pressure of like it's like that scene in the Life of Brian of Biggest Dickus when they're, they're trying all not to laugh. And I, get, I kind of think it's on a bit of a wind-up, thinking who's who's going to be the first one to take the piss. Um, and I'm not sure if anyone did or anyone tried to knock it off or anything in training. But uh, my, my favourite thing, my definite favourite part was his interview he did about the hat. And <laughs> in, in, in issue, he was like, wait, Sonny, 
I've gone away, I've gone abroad, and my missus bought me a hat to make sure I don't burn. It's hot, what's your problem? I'm just wearing a hat. Yeah, you you still have that glint in his eye, though, didn't you? I know what's going on. He's he's always got that kind of shimmer in his eye, as if to say that. I know know this is a laugh and and everything, and uh, I think he knows what he's doing. He's building building the BDK brand from the top down. The big question is the the first home friendly of the season against Sheffield Wednesday. Will he be in the hat? Oh well, hasn't he already said that he might well wear the hat for a bit of a laugh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Did he? I thought he said he might wear it if it brings luck. But I don't know if you how you can. I mean, a, a three all draw against Coventry. No, oh, was it three all? One all. Three all with Bournemouth, wasn't it? it was yeah, three all with no, Bournemouth. No real surprise that there was a hat trick involved. Hey, it's the first of the season. <laughs> Marvelous. There's, there's, there's just in my mind a hat rolling through the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> I think at the end of the season, BDK is just going to walk on and put it in the centre circle, as the, or, or just after he gets sacked or whatever, and <laughs> just leave. It. <laughs> yeah, just leave it in the middle of the pitch. See, you, lads. Can we move on from the hat? Bye, Ash. No, this is a hat special. Bye, hat. Oh, let's let's not throw those two things in the same bracket. <laughs> <laughs> I like the hat. I enjoyed the hat. It made it for an insane couple of days. I've had enough of the hat. Really? <laughs> Are you sure, Neil? <laughs> I've I've had had of the, tell the listeners what arrived today. I've had enough of the hat. Debenham's <laughs> 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 uh, got some news. good business. Debenham's on. Oh, don't get paid that much, Danny. Matalan. Oh, sorry, it's Matalan, sorry. Yeah. Matalan. I'm Chris Hargreaves, and it's all cobblers to me. So, yes. the cobblers went on a pre-season friendly tour, if you like. I don't know, training camp tour? It's not a tour. They Definitely not a tour. Definitely not a tour. But they went away to Spain for a week-long training session where they played two friendly matches, uh, one which I actually think that the club didn't want anybody to know about in Bournemouth under-23s. And it was only when the Pinatar Arena released a tweet showing all of the fixtures for the upcoming week that everybody then found out about it. Mm, kept that under his hat, didn't he? Oh, no, right. Get out. Danny, get out. <laughs> Basically, when this one was announced, I thought we're playing Bournemouth under-23s, we're playing Coventry. Why, not we, why don't we just make this the... EFL Champions League group stage. It would have been perfect. Basically, what it is, isn't it? It's like I thought. Why don't we just play the group stage in pre-season? You kind of give a give a bit of little bit more competitiveness, okay, yeah, competitiveness pre-season, and then um, it frees that, up your space. You? It's how they do it in Scotland, isn't it? With the I think is it's it? the Betfred Cup, or it used By to Ash. be the Fred Cup. By Ash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's too busy in the uh, UEFA Cup, isn't he? I was in Europe, yeah. isn't he? He's having a lovely old time in Europe. He was, he was on the bench, weren't he? He didn't get on. I do have a, a, a point, actually. The, I think you might be right about the Bournemouth game, Charles, that the club clearly didn't want to announce it or introduce it at all. Um, and actually, the, the, the Pinatar Arena, they, they tweeted out a team sheet, didn't they, which actually created more confusion because we had, was it John Guthrie in our squad? Well, apparently, but at the same time, wasn't he playing for Oxford United in a friendly back in old dear old Blighty? He was. He was. So, um, which was it? Begs was the question, in- how many John Guthrie's are there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, but he's ex-Walsall, isn't he? An ex-crew. He is, yes, that's right. And I, for one, was just happy to see Nathan Tyson's name not associated with our team sheet. 
Well, he, talking of uh, hats, he scored a hat trick for Notts County. He did. Who were in what league next season? Uh, the conference. Yeah. That's, but he was playing Silby when he played for us, Charles. Silby. <laughs> Silby. You weren't even Sorry. there, Danny. I don't know why you, you can't even comment. Yeah, good point. Well, I can. And he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, so the Bournemouth game happens. Uh, we drew three all. Matty Warburton getting mm. another hat trick. I mean, Matty new games. <laughs> Matty, yes. Matty Bagel yeah. getting his Matty first Brett. hat trick, yes, um, of his uh, cobbler's career. That's the second hat trick that we've had in as many friendly games. Mm. I got a little bit overexcited and thought, if this keeps happening, we'll have won the league by November. This that just points to me why you're you're such an idiot, Charles. <laughs> oh, I'm honest. <laughs> well, I mean, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Why? Well, you, you know, a, a, a it wouldn't be mathematically possible to win the league by November. <laughs> <laughs> point being. <laughs> fake, uh, fake, yeah. news. fake news, Neil. Fake fake, news. Uh, sorry, yeah. So it's a good hat trick, though, wasn't it? It was. It was included a penalty, which uh, was tucked away rather nicely. No fear. No fear from him at all. And I've, I realise I've just said it was a good hat trick. I've only seen the penalty, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened for the it's other a solid hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you actually look at that that outcome. And the fact that Matty Warburton has now scored four times in two games, that's, that's got to be good signs, hasn't it? You might say he's the best thing since sliced bread, Charles. Mm. Hello, I'm the voice of Gaviscon, Max Rushton, and it's all cobblers to me. So what did we, what did we actually think about the boys' week-long stay at the Spanish training ground place, the Pinatar Arena? Seem to be all right from what they were saying. I mean, they're, not, they're hardly going to say that the facilities are crap and if the food's crap and stuff, <laughs> are they? I guess. Um, <laughs> There's a one-star review on TripAdvisor yeah. from <laughs> Mr. S. Hoskins. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. I thought it was all right. It seemed to seem to you know the, the video clips you saw. They did some training, uh, a couple of little insights. I think from from the players did a couple of players did a a daily blog type thing, didn't they? Where they mm. spoke to the club on the official website. I think there was a, a little bit of banter in there about the pool table and stuff, um, which is nice to see. And it was good to see that, I think, I can't remember who it was. Was it Chris Lyons? Or someone said that, might have been Harry Smith. One of them said, basically, that there was a bit of a, a card school going and a pool competition going and then ruined it completely by saying, and also one of the rooms uh, hosts the Love Island show every night, um, which I didn't like to hear about or see about. Mm. Um, I was disappointed by that. Interesting to see who do we think's in that room watching. I was, I was going to ask the same question actually as well. I think Hoskins is definitely Sam, there. Sam Hoskins is in there. Sam Hoskins is definitely in there. He's sat, he's sat there cross legged with some popcorn on the floor. That just sounds like your dream. Good is in there, I think, and Jordan Turnbull. They're sat on the sofa. Oh, Turnbull's there, just yeah. occasionally patting Sam on the head. Yeah, <laughs> they're like a dog in they're front of the fire. Definitely in there. They're definitely in there. Who else? Joe Bunny's there. No, I don't think yeah, Joe Bunny's in there. there. I don't know, Joe Bunny will be out chasing a dog or something, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bunny won't be in there. Dye Cornell's going to be in there, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, Dye Cornell will, yeah. yeah. will be 
Jack Bridge probably turned up halfway through. Hey, lads, lads, if you, Love Island, yeah, go on. Jack That's Bridge turned up halfway through, did a few somersaults in the room, and then walked off again. <laughs> Scored a hat trick against yeah. Carlisle and fucked off. Yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe Billy Waters flew over, especially every evening. Oh, yeah. Poor Junior Marais was at home just going, but, but Billy, I thought, I thought we had something special going on. <laughs> I think, uh, pretty sure one man who's not going to be there is BDK himself. No, definitely not. He's, no, he's no. coming knocking on the door only at 10 o'clock saying, right, lads, you've, what, you've had your fun. Lights off. Why? Get back to your own rooms, boys. Sean McWilliams, <laughs> get out of that shower. Oh, Sean McWilliams would have been in there, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Probably yeah. probably all the young lads. So Morgan Jay Roberts. Williams, yeah, Morgan Roberts. Yeah, they'd have been in there. there. Don't think Chris Lyons is in there, is he? Chris Lyons, no. I, I imagine that Chris Lyons is fucked up in bed every night about nine o'clock after yeah. having an hour-long FaceTime with his wife and kids just to say yeah. Yeah. Which, which I'm not taking the mick I'm just saying I think he's a proper decent family man that guy he's, I think Nicky Adams Nicky Adams was very Nicky Adams I'm putting my bets yeah. that Nicky Adams is the room where they're in I, I agree actually I <laughs> think Nicky Adams would be the host of that yeah <laughs> I've got a, a vision of Nicky Adams answering the door just in a mankini <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is this is definitely our captain this year. Nicky Adams is getting that armband, and it is going to simply be big B because of the fact that he's such a a joker that no one will dare dare try and do anything against yeah. him. If anyone, if anyone's putting PDK's hat up a flagpole, it's Nicky Adams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or if anyone's getting naked and just using PDK's hat to cover his dong, shall we it's, say? It's you, Neil. It's me. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> I'm not doing it now. <laughs> a man was questioned after the <laughs> So let's just... Coventry. Yeah, so Coventry, one all draw on, I think, was that Thursday? Friday, wasn't it? Though? Was it Friday? Yeah. I think it was Friday, yeah. Fair enough. So on Friday, Coventry City, well, joined us at the Pinatar Arena and, uh, uh, from from all accounts, um, came away with a one-all draw. <laughs> That's because it was a score chance. Yeah. But, you know, I'd, I'd hope by any other accounts, it'd be lying. It'd be I mean, very we, weird. Yeah, the accounts was wrong. To, be, to be fair, we've not actually watched the highlights of this, so we're, we're going to do it right now while we're talking live on the podcast. I mean, it's a bit jittery, oh. but we're seeing it. Oh, that was a decent effort, that. I mean... So this uh, Pinotar Arena's got, gathered quite a following this. There's BDK's hat. Decent crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't help but look at that Someone stand. else has got a hat. Whose hat's that? Look, that black one. Who's <laughs> that? That's a cowboy hat, isn't it? Oh, he's yeah. got a cowboy hat on. <laughs> Who is that? It's one of the coaching staff, definitely. It is. Incredible. They're I can't definitely. help but look at this, you know, and, and, and think that this stand looks an awful lot like the East stand. The one behind the goal? <laughs> the one be- no, not the one behind. No, the one behind the goal looks complete. The one behind the goal looks like, you know, the, the, the stand that's behind uh, one of the goalposts at Franklin's Gardens? Where oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's the pavilion, isn't it, I think? Oh, Coventry are through. Coventry are through. Oh, oh. Did it go in? Didn't see, did you? Keeper, keeper saved it. Keeper saved bad, it. Bad touch from the striker. It looks to be quite a slow-paced game, doesn't it? It is a friendly, and it is in the heat of Spain. Good point. How long is this highlights for, Neil? Out of interest. Uh, we... 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making us watch the full game. 
We have got a minute and a half left. I feel like we've portrayed this game beautifully so far. Yeah. Well, Coventry in their natural sky blue, and I mean natural. Uh, the Cobblers in their brand new away kit of black and slightly blacker stripes. Amazing. That's uh, Nicky Adams wearing the number three on the left-hand side, is that? It is. I, I've, have you noticed how they just don't oh. seem to care about what numbers they're wearing this season at all? Nicky Adams yeah, has worn the number 14 and the number three, and I think the number... Uh, no, it wasn't seven, was he? What, what number did he well, This is the goal, boys. This is the goal. Oh, there we go. Harry Smith <laughs> through. Oh, good finish. Oh, Tekkers. He does that. He does that well, doesn't he? He plays off the last man a bit more than you'd think he does. I think he scored from Macclesfield against us, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's through again. Is he? Oh, oh, he's oh, pretty wide. It's almost like we knew that was going to happen. <laughs> oh yeah, it was one on one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, um, there's no actual any idea of what squad numbers are going to be, which you know, oh, when, Curtis. You've got, when you've got some, uh, will you stop interrupting me? Dear me. How am I supposed to present this podcast when you're just watching a video of our highlights? Right. I've just seen their goal. Right. Steve Arnold, new hate figure. Is his name Steve? It is. Hey. That's him in goal, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm stopping it. Kicked it straight out to their midfield and they've just wandered in. I think on the squad numbers point, I don't think um, until the actual the, the squad numbers officially are announced, which I think is usually in a couple more weeks, then they, generally this is what happens every preseason. Yeah, I think it's the first couple like, of games they just pick up a shirt, basically. Don't you so, think though that because of the because of the fact we've got pretty much a whole new squad though? I mean, because last season David Buchanan would have worn his number three shirt for definite. Who? John Joe would have John Joe would have worn his number twenty one shirt. Who? Ash Taylor would have worn the number six and and had. Yeah. By Asher on the back of it. Who? But uh, my point is, is that they're all just wearing squad numbers that aren't squad numbers. They're just wearing any old number that they they pick up and is in their size. It's, I like to. It's a ridiculous thing. I like it for a while. No, I like it. I like to think that they just turn up and there's a load of shirts in a bag, like on a Sunday league. Yeah. Just pick one, and you might get a large, you might get a medium, you might get a small, you might get an extra large, but you just whack it on. You got Ryan Hughes just dipping into the bag. Number nine, got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That means I'm playing up front. <laughs> oh, that reminds me when Danny Powell told Keith Curl that he can play up front last season. Ah, oh. who? Oh. Yeah, who? <laughs> so we drew so, one over Coventry, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah. And it, decent workout. And in the heat, I think that was the most important thing that BDK actually said that he took away from that game. Was no, no, that's, that's completely wrong. The most important thing he took away from that game was his hat. I'm Chris Freestone, and it's all cobblers to me. Sheffield Wednesday tonight, without Bruce, by the looks of it. Looks like he's resigned. and, and Definitely by the looks of it, because he's gone. Has he definitely gone now? He has, yeah. Well, there you go, then. He's, he he's hopped on a train up to Newcastle. And, uh, yeah, but the yeah. Owls are looking for a new manager. It's a weird one, isn't it? I know he's, he is a Geordie, isn't he, Steve Bruce? Mm-hmm. So you, I guess you can kind of understand it from that point of view. But, I mean, he was quite well thought of and quite well liked at Sheffield Wednesday. He'd sort of turned things around a bit for them, hadn't he, after their previous manager? Yeah, um, don't forget, they also gave him like an extra month, didn't they? He took charge, but then uh, didn't yes. take charge for a month. Yeah, so he obviously had a good thing going there. And it's a little bit, I don't know, sort of, you're going from a relatively safe 
zone where you're well liked and you're building something to a what can only be described as an absolute batshit crazy football club. Yeah, I mean, he could have gone to Bury and had a better life. <laughs> Talking to Bury, did you see that? Did you? See, I mean, who goes to Bury and has a better life, by the way? But <laughs> can you, did you see their 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 friendly? They had a friendly the other day in their team sheet. Oh yeah, trialist A, trialist B, trialist C, all the <laughs> way down. Everyone was a trialist. Yeah, <laughs> which is not surprising. That's unusual, actually, because I, what I found unusual at Silby and then against both uh, Bournemouth and Coventry was the fact that Yedlin was actually named with his own name, as was Nathan Tyson on the team sheets. They weren't just down as trialists, A and B. Do you think that's the, you know? The, the age of social media making the word trialist on a friendly just meaningless? I think probably with Berry, it's more likely that they didn't actually know who was going to turn up. <laughs> and they didn't actually know who they were going to have playing. So they just had to put trialist for everyone. Poor old Paul Wilkinson, eh? Well, no, not poor old. Poor old Berry, Berry and their fans. That's, that's not great, is it? But Paul no. Wilkinson's an idiot, isn't he? Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, so moving on to Sheffield Wednesday, what are we thinking? Are we thinking that there's going to be a big crowd for this first home pre-season friendly of the summer, Danny? Um, no. I don't think there'll be that many. I think um, it'll be spattering or smattering. Or what? Skittering, <laughs> or spattering? <laughs> spattering. Spattering. <laughs> spattering. I think people will save it for Saturday because there's the open down Saturday with the Sheffield United game, isn't there? So I think um, Tuesday night might not get as many as uh, big Saturday afternoon when they've got the whole open day. All the family stuff that goes in there, big Chris Wilder and Alan Neil coming back. I think that's probably more of a draw than the Wednesday game, but you'll, you'll, I think you'll still get a good thousands or so. I can't see there being many there. Are either of you two going? Uh, uh, possibly. Unlikely for me uh, due to recent events. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, I, I, we won't. We'll, we'll be there, though, won't we? Uh, on Saturday, uh, all three of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. So come and see us. We're actually going to try and record an actual podcast on the day. Are we? Um, yeah. Well, why not? We'll actually try and do it this time, Neil. Stop being. Yeah. Old. Yeah. Well, we'll have Danny this time for backup. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he can be our bouncer, our big ginger bouncer. <laughs> not sure that's going to be of any help. <laughs> you, you could help us keep Tom Reed away. Um, <laughs> Who? <laughs> oh dear. Um, so I don't think there'll be many at, at Sixfields tonight, as it will. No. Be. Uh, I suppose it starts ramping up a bit now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it kind of feels like this. Um, these last three games have been a bit of fitness and a bit of shape and working on just getting up to speed again and getting used to playing football again. You, I think we're going to start to see a little bit more of a more of a maybe the tactical side of things, maybe the starting to get a little bit more of the starting eleven clearer uh, today. And then we got what we got: Sheffield United at home, and then it's at Brackley and Milton Keynes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if we talk about Sheffield United for a second, or at least the the friendly that we've got on Saturday with them, some fans on social media have been, well, it looks like there's a little bit of a split. Now, it's not 50-50 or anything, but a lot of fans are obviously wanting to use Saturday as a way to sort of say thank you again to Chris and Alan um, and to sort of celebrate their rise up the leagues and being 
you know their success with Sheffield United as well. Whereas there's there's some other fans that are kind of saying, you know, BDK is our manager now. We just should get behind him, not give the love into Chris Wilder. It's I don't know, maybe disrespectful to Keith Curl. It's you know essentially doing what we what every football fan in the country berates Liverpool for doing, which is basically living in the past constantly. Um, what what do you guys reckon? Do you think we should be celebrating Chris and Allen's return to six fields after their promotion to the Premier League, or, or or do you think actually we should just be going just another friendly? I think it would be nice just to you know a polite clap and <laughs> cheers, Chris. <laughs> kind of do. <laughs> That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> um, I kind of do understand that we shouldn't be you know we shouldn't be like dicks out as such if that makes sense we should be you know like we have got our own team now and we've got our own manager and we've got our own new squad and stuff and that's what we should be concentrating so it'd be nice to see them and it'd be nice to you know they'll always have a special place here right at, at Cobblers they're two of the most successful people we've had um, in charge of the club as manager and assistant manager but yeah I don't think we should be going all out and all like we shouldn't roll out the red carpet or anything like that um, just a you know like Chris, well done, mate. Yeah, we, you were great for us. Uh, oh, there's BDK's hat. Yay! That's how I'll be doing it. <laughs> I've got a red carpet ready. Shall I take it back? <laughs> I thought that was just reserved for Sam Hoskins. <laughs> I think you know, I think we should not particularly roll out the red carpet. I think it's decent. I think it'd be decent enough to chance to welcome them back in a less kind of formal way than it would have been if it was a big cup game or something. We could have easily drew, drew them in the in the League Cup or FA Cup or somewhere, there's a bit more about it, a bit more of a kind of competitiveness about it when it, it might have been a bit weird to to start celebrating the manager. But I think I don't think there's any problem with with saying, you know, welcome back. He's, he's clearly worked his way at the leagues and he's going to be a big success, I think, though, and he has been a big success. So um, with Alan Neal as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it's all right. Give him a, give him a pat on the back, a bit of a cheer. Oh, I don't know. Happy. I think it's all oh, right. No, I'm all right. I don't mind a little bit of it, but you know, it was a few years ago now, wasn't it? I think there's a, a time and a place. He would be the same. He, you know, he's coming for, he's bringing his club and preparing them for their first season back in the Premier League. And he's not going to be coming here thinking, right, I'm going to take a shed load of selfies with some people that love me. I'm going to get beers thrown at me. I'm going to get cuddled and tickled and hugged, kissed. And more so by some people, no doubt. He's going to be coming here thinking, right, this is important step in our, our sort of pre-season and we need to do what's right for us as a club and stuff. So I think, you know, I'm more concentrated and more interested in seeing what team we put out and how they start looking and how that shape's going on and stuff as opposed to what Chris Wilder's doing. But I do love him. What if he comes on the podcast? Well, my tune will change. <laughs> 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 My God, Chris, you are the best thing ever. <laughs> when you say, let me just put this carpet down. When you say, what have you comes on the podcast? What have you heard, Danny? Oh, I'm, I'm sworn to secrecy. Cool. But um, I, ITK, as some people say. Uh, are you suggesting I should have a haircut in preparation for Saturday? <laughs> no, but I think I should have a shave. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Saturday, uh, apart from being the friendly, I mean, that's the culmination of the whole day, really, isn't it? The friendly against Sheffield United. But also, it's the family open day, uh, family fun day, whatever you want to call it, and the launch of the new home kit as well. We'll be there. Um, we'll be wandering around, uh, getting your thoughts, hopefully, on what you're hoping and expecting for the new season. Um, and essentially, we're going to, basically try and as I said before record a podcast so if you want to come along and and watch us make complete dicks out of ourselves then then feel free to come and come and have a a butchers at that but please don't come and watch us (laughs) (laughs) but uh, really looking forward to it and it should be a really good day I went last year to the uh, the family open day Um, they did a training session last year open training session on the pitch I don't know whether either of you two went to that I did. I was there. I was. I wasn't there for the training session, but I was there for the rest of the day. Is this the one where they let all the kids go on the pitch as well? No, they didn't let the kids go on the pitch last year. Because they did do that one year, didn't they? Where they let basically all the kids come on. Maybe, basically, yeah. Basically, just attack the players. <laughs> I think that wasn't that just the start of Dean Austin's reign. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be good because the new kit's obviously going to be unveiled and they're going to do this where they walk out in it and stuff and mm. how do you think it's going to be unveiled do you think there's going to be some sort of they're just going to walk out for the ready for the ready for the game aren't that's, they yeah that's what they did last time wasn't yeah. it they just yeah. last, last time the you were the last time last year they literally walked out of the tunnel and then lined up across the centre circle like they kind of like they do for the games these days when they shake hands with the opposition um, and then they just stood there for a bit, and then they disappeared back in, and then came out again to to do some uh-huh. training, back wearing their training tops. What they should definitely do is all the players should have a Keith Curl hat on. <laughs> oh, that'd be incredible, wouldn't it? If if anyone's listening, if any of the players are listening, Nicky, if you're listening, please make that happen. It yeah, just, have it in, just have it in your shirt, just so when you line up, just work it out. They're just all couple, excuse me. <laughs> The hat, the hat is what oh, you meant there, Neil. Uh, the right. hat. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't need to tell Nicky Adams to do anything like that. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so what are we thinking about the new kit? I mean, it, I'm thinking it's probably going to be claret. <laughs> I, I, I expect it's going to be claret with a little bit of white trim. Is that what you think, is it? Yeah, mm. that's what I think. I think it'll be last year's away shirt in claret. I wouldn't mind that if it was if the if the the yellow was claret and the red was white. Yeah, mm. I think that would look quite nice. Or yeah. I don't want it to be is you know you get those. I think Peterborough had it last year where like the bulk of it was blue and then the shoulder Gold. bits were like no the shoulder bits were like a, a darker blue basically you know like the French shirt that they had that time. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it to be like that. That's boring. I mean, to be like fair, this. it's probably going to be boring anyway because it's only going to be an off the shelf nike kit isn't it it's not going to be anything you know that's been made especially for northampton town football club and you know the the thing with that is that don't go i'm not i'm not complaining about it i think that you know essentially the club are making money one way or another nike aren't going to turn around and 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 do you know, a, a bespoke kit for the same price that the cobblers are paying them at the moment for an off-the-shelf one. So I, I don't expect that to to ever change in the short near near-term future. Um, but I want a bamboo kit. 
<laughs> oh, forest, forest green. green. Of course yeah. you do, Danny. Oh, look at that. Bamboo. <laughs> if I would say hi to Mark Webber, uh, Danny is still your resident hipster. <laughs> I, I, interestingly, I have never bought a Nike cobbler's top. And I don't think I ever will, unless it's... I don't think I have either, actually. Because they're not, like, it's just like exactly what you said, just said, Charles. For me, they're not bespoke enough. They're just basic. It's just mm. like, you can, like that, like the this year's away shirt, you can see it on the Nike website for a tenner. Yeah. Without the badge. Yeah. I can't look for that. Like, it's not, it's not unique enough for me. But then you run the risk, don't you? In the past, we've been tripped up. Was it Herrera or is that how you say it? Herrera, Herrera, Herrera. Ander Herrera. Anders Herrera when he was making our shirts. In his sweatshop. That's why he's left Manchester. But when they were making, when Herrera, Herrera, were making our shirts. Thank you, Charles, Danny, and everyone else. In the stream, we got their podcast listening device. <laughs> Neil, it's Aria. <laughs> is it Aria? Yes, it's Aria. Just, um, <laughs> just uh, creating the end of season awards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when my point is, when Aria were making it, I'm still not confident that's right, but I'll go with it. When Aria were making it, it was a bit more bespoke, wasn't it? But it was always late. Yeah. So they, like there was that time when it was—I mean, it was barely before the season started. I think when it was available. Um, was that the year we had an away game first, and it was a good job because we actually didn't get a home kit delivered until like the following week. Yeah, they I think certainly so. weren't in the club shop, were they? You could, yeah, players might have had them, but the fans. Yeah, I think not. that was it. Yeah, yeah. I just, there must be a happy medium somewhere where someone, obviously, like someone like Nike or Adidas, are not gonna make a bespoke kit for us because there's no mm. there's no cost benefit to those, those whatever companies, right whatever happened to sport house one weren't they a local northampton firm <sighs> which kit was, mean, that? was going, that that's going back a bit isn't it that's going back that, to when we had that horrible horrible badge as well was that when we were sponsored by um nationwide i think was it nationwide yeah who made who made the kits when we were sponsored by ebs <laughs> Um, that was was that Sport House One? You remember that was one of the, it was the orange the orange away kit. It was in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, classic, wasn't it? Ninety seven, ninety eight. That's yeah. So the EBS kit was Pro Star. It is. Yeah, you're right. It's Pro Star. I can see it. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah. kits wise, it's going to be Claret. It's going to be Claret, isn't it? I mean, uh, what what would if, if you could if you could make one yourself you could have your perfect cobbler shirt what bamboo like danny bamboo obviously it'd look like bamboo no it'd be made of bamboo, or, <laughs> right, or like bamboo. just checking you were actually listening to what i'd asked you <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying bamboo <laughs> till i get my bamboo kit <laughs> are you auditioning for a role in chitty chitty bang bang <laughs> yeah. uh, so bamboo question, or, um, or hemp <laughs> I, um, oh, put that avocado. I, I quite like the um, I quite like the white with the claret trim that we used to have in the sixties. Was it? It's like the white with a, a bit around the middle. Oh, what, the, I'm doing this. Two I, strikes. This, this, this doesn't really work as a podcast. What I'm doing right now, but the yeah, two strikes across the uh, breasts. That's it's it. Like yeah. You're touching your nipples, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> 
It's so the, the away well. kit that we had against Liverpool in 20... Yeah, kind of that. Similar to that. version of that, yeah, but um, I just want something a bit different. I would like white so, uh, with... with uh, Not bamboo or hemp, <laughs> no. I, I'd like as much synthetic materials in there as possible. <laughs> Highly flammable. <laughs> Highly flammable, yeah. Um, in fact, make it a plastic. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like it to be white and I'd like it to have claret pinstripes. Mm. Are you, you going know, for the 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 old um carpet super center kit? The the Or is it Costain? Costain is that? No, not that one. No, the Richard Hill one, you know. That I do one. know. Yes, I do know. Uh, Dicky oh. Bank. You what? Dicky <laughs> Bank. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> Making uh, Richard Hill's yeah. name into a different name. See, for me, I I have a penchant for a collar. I like a collar. So I, I do like a collar. And I not. Do you remember? It would have been. I think it was Samo's last year in charge. Or, and we had a white collar on a claret top. Do, am I right there thinking that, or was it maybe Gary Johnson era? I'm trying to think. Oh. Is that you know that's fat? I tell you what, I've just I've, while you're whittling on about some idiot that used to managers, um, <laughs> I've just loaded up uh, historicalkits.co.uk. There are mm. other available websites out there, um, <laughs> just uh, not for historical kits. Not for historical <laughs> kits. It's the only one you can go to. <laughs> <laughs> and our first ever kit was that sky blue and chocolate, chocolate brown. Mm. abomination shall we call it and then we had we had a, a good many years of claret and white stripes which i quite like i think that's quite nice yeah and then it went predominantly claret and then in late 30s we had claret with a, a white band across um mm. mixed in with just straight boring claret for a while um i'm just trying to flick through and see so i think my favorite is probably the the 1987-1988 one, which is Costain Holmes, actually. You're right. Sorry. Um, the apology accepted. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And also TNT. The, the Costain Holmes one I thought you meant was the 89 to, to sort of 91 era, which is yeah, yeah. They're not as nice. No, um, that's definitely not as nice. I know. Yeah, the one that I meant was the TNT and Costain Holmes one. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, now, they're not. But, but actually, as you look, as, as time's gone on, our kits have generally got worse. Well, I, th- I think the same can be said for every football club, to be honest. I, I mean, since since the 97, the playoff winning Lotto won, mm. I'd struggle to say that we've had a decent kit. Maybe maybe the 99-2001, which was, had, that's, that had a white collar. Um, yeah, it's a Jamie Forrest sleeve. special, that one. Yeah, that yeah. was quite nice. Mm. The rest, I mean, there's been some horrific ones, hasn't there? What was that one in the Ryan Gilligan era where one of the sleeves was white and one of them was claret? Oh, goodness, yeah. <laughs> it shows how bad that, that period in our history was that we're calling that the Ryan Gilligan era. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets worse. The, the next one I wanted to raise was was our, our friends from Herrera. Or Herrera. How do you say it again? Area. Area, thank you. Uh, the Paul Rogers era, 2009, 2010. Do you remember that? Is that, that the kit? one with the white and black sort of bit around the collar that was, oh, was off centre dis- and ugh. disgusting? Oh, yeah. yeah. The Paul Rogers area. I yeah. kind of feel, <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of feel a bit sorry for Jackson Grundy. They had a terrible five year stint being our kit manufacturer. 
They actually did, although they did have the, the Wembley kit, didn't they? Which Wembley well, was that? They did. Not the, no, not the Wembley kit, sorry, the Liverpool kit. Yeah. Which, yeah. that one was okay, actually. That had a collar, didn't it? It did, yes. Um, that was the... Well, yeah, I mean, and that was... So I bought that kit. Um, it had... So it was white shirt, the two claret stripes across the chest, and then a, a, a claret collar, which was which was really nice. But we've not had a collar now for one, two, three, four, five... <laughs> nearly nearly 10 years. Ooh. I think it's safe to say we're not going to get a collar with a night kit. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that, unfortunately. I... I, I'm really keen on us moving back to more predominantly white, you know. All right, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Build the wall. <laughs> would, you, would you therefore have a, a more predominantly claret away kit if that was the case? Uh, no. no. No, I'm not an idiot, Charles. Um, I'd have a... I, I, I have always preferred us, I think, with a... I'm, I'm happy if our away kit is either yellow or black. I don't mind either of those. Mm. I think that's, that's okay and acceptable. Um, anything else, I think, is just pretty ridiculous. Apart from when we had the the pink away kit, it helped that we had a successful season, of course, but it was also for a good cause, wasn't it? Um, although, debatable whether they only saw any of that money. I mean, it's been a long time since we had a predominantly white kit. We are going back to the late 80s, early 90s for that to happen. Ever since, it's always been predominantly claret. Oh, I don't know. The, the 98, 99 one, the, the, the star one. I, I'd still say that that's predominantly claret on the it's basis that... Predominantly a mess. Well, <laughs> there is that, yeah. Welcome but, to pre-season, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so uh, yeah, I think you're going back a way to, to get it to being a, a predominantly white kit, Neil, and therefore I don't see it happening anytime soon. Well, I'm going to start a campaign, Charles. So you go for it. I mean, go and stand, go and stand at the top of the hill for the rest of the season. You know, don't uh, watch games. Well, I mean, I wanted to do that last. Oh, <laughs> 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 right, it's going to be another boring kit, isn't it? Let's let's leave it at that. It's going to be dull claret, probably a couple of shades of claret because that's really wacky from Nike, and and that's it. Should we talk about the East Stand? <laughs> Still not built. You go for it. If, that, if that's where you want to go with this now, then that's absolutely fine. I'm, I'm angry, Charles. I'm angry and I'm upset. Go on. Go on, then. Let's, can, we, let's... Um, can we build the East End out of hemp? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm angry about the East End, and I'm, I'm going to stay angry about it until it's built, until things are sorted. Are you going to be setting up one of those Twitter accounts that says... I'm angry about the East Stand. I'm going to post something angry about the East Stand until it's built. I'm not. No. no. Of course, no, I'm not going to do that. But I am at the end of my tether with it all. Um, I don't know how you guys are feeling about it. I, I'm pretty bored, I'll be honest. I'm bored of looking at it. I'm bored of hearing... Oh, I, I'll, I'll be honest, right? I am. I'm bored of hearing people repeat the same old stuff. So whether that is the club, Kelvin Thomas, the... Oh, I mean, not the council. The council barely say a word, do they? But, you know, whether it's the, the board of the council, of the supporters' trust, of just just Joe Bloggs on the Hotel End Forum or Facebook. I'm, 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 I'm bored. Stop talking and start doing. There's, there's yeah. me. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, I think. 
just the same old arguments all the t- statements like empty statements it's like from both sides of things and the fact that we've both we've got sides is the thing that annoys me the most that the fact that we've actually got two sides from the club that are going at it completely different ways and releasing statements that are essentially putting each other down or or bringing up points that the other one has said and like he said she said kind of thing and it's it's just like I said, it's just Charles. Uh, it's Charles? No, it's boring. <laughs> it's boring. New Charles, that's it's, what it's And we haven't had to look at it for a while, which is why it's kind of gone out of my mind a bit. But um, we'll be going back there tomorrow night and we're another year down the line. And it's not just tied to the East End, but it generally is that the, the theme of the discussions and stuff, isn't it, between... But it's ridiculous, isn't it? Isn't that the risk that people get bored of it like you guys get bored of it and bored of hearing about it bored of talking about it everyone's bored of it clubs ain't bored of it I mean the club are the ones that can do something about it though right well uh, you would you would think so yes uh, I mean I, I just don't I don't know what to for, for me there's there's so many different and the thing that really winds me up at the moment is is how certain people will go on uh, social media or a message board or, or or whatever and they will they will start saying things that that makes out as if they know something but they're not prepared to actually go on record and and put their name to it or or put their you know internet moniker to it um whether that's in 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 fear of reprisal from from the club or from i don't know the council or whoever um you might be scared of 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 outing um or whether it's actually just because actually they're just they don't know anything but they just like to stir the pot i i, I don't know for for me there there are certain factions that that seem to want to make out like they know something's going on wasn't it a week or so ago that we we saw posts on social media saying the next two weeks are going to be interesting yeah what, there's definitely an, an element. anything anything actually happened in these two weeks well we don't know do we because nobody tells anyone anything exactly that, that that's that's kind of my point is that there's somebody or it wasn't even just one person there were a couple of people actually turned around and went these next two weeks are going to be interesting. Well, well I'm, sorry, I'm at, but where are we? We're, we're in that two-week period, or these, you know, the two weeks I think is actually nearly up. And yet, I'm sorry. Apart from the football side of it, no, it's not. It's not been interesting whatsoever. My my, my view is, and I'm I'm at the point I think where for me, there needs to be some direct action from the football club. And if that's not coming, and if that's not forthcoming, then sell the football club. That's where I'm at with it. Because, and I know we have a good relationship with the club. And I know we probably don't want to rock that boat too much because they give us good access and they're quite good to us and stuff. And it's just my personal views. Um, my my view absolutely is that it's dragged on for too long. And yes, I know there's legality problems and there's been more problems with it than was first suspected etc etc that only washes for so long and we've been told time and time and time again that we're just waiting for this to happen we're just waiting for that to happen we're just waiting for this to happen ultimately 
they could build that stand if they wanted to build that stand. Yes, it it, it would potentially make commercial sense for the club. It wouldn't make commercial commercial sense for the owners though, right? Because they wouldn't they'd be having to pay out of it from their own pocket, and they wouldn't see a return on that money for x amount of years. So they the, want the argument here, I think, is that. So from what from what I've deduced from what other people that, that seem to really have dug down into, you know, what has been said over the years since Kelvin Thomas and David Bauer took over the club, is that, you know, the, the plan is that the club are going to sell the land that the CDNL lease is on to obviously make a profit, but then use some of that money that they earn to then build the stands that that's exactly it that's what that's what they showed us right yeah, yeah well yes and therefore that money then pays for the stamp and this is the thing that i don't get is that you could say to them well or you could say like you just did there they 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 don't it makes sense commercially for the football club to have the stand built right now but not for the owners but the owners could build that stand and then they could still do everything that they were going to do with the lease anyway and exactly. then just recoup the money back and so instead of waiting for the money to be there and then build the stand they could build the stand and then recoup the money the same way and it, from what my understanding is is that that's what the council have basically been saying is well build your stand finish the stand and then we'll let you do the stuff with the land to recoup some of that money, make a bit of a profit, you know, as all businessmen want to do and go from there. Isn't, am I completely off the boil there? Is there something that I'm not seeing? No, I think you're right. And I think they've, they've said all along, haven't they? Oh yeah. We've, when they first joined, they said, you know, we've got X amount of millions ring fenced for the stand or whatever they said back then. And I've no doubt some of that money's witted away and stuff. And all, all that it makes me think is that they don't have that money to build a stand and that they need, they need that deal to go through. So they've got the money that they can then build the stand, earn some money themselves, and then probably off they go into the distance. Whereas ultimately I, I'm now at the point where I don't care about them earning their money really. Yes. They, they saved us and yes, they, they've kept us afloat and stuff and they've given it a good go to be fair in terms of backing the manager that I don't think you could ever question the fact that they've backed the managers they've had with, with good budgets, good players and stuff. They got their fingers burnt a bit by the Chinese deal, um, which I'm sure they'll have learnt from um, and they've had to cover that themselves. So fair play for that. So I don't think you can ever criticize them for the support they've given in terms of for the football inside, specifically for the management and for the players and, and the squad as a whole and stuff, I think they've given fair budgets and it's never been a case that they've been, you know, yes, they've had to cut the cloth a little bit after the Chinese deal, but there's never been a case where they've been, you know, no, there's no budget. They've always, we've always managed to bring in players. There's never really been any issues there. So budget wise and, and playing wise, I don't think you can level any criticism at them really, apart from maybe some, some poor decisions in terms of manager choices, but you can't even really level that at them because at the time you think you're doing the right thing and you don't know how it's going to work out, do you? But I think there's definitely a, now a, a case, certainly from my point of view anyway, and like I said, this is just my point of view, but there's definitely a case of enough's enough from, from my point of view. Um, either build a stand or, or see you later. Uh, 
don't know what else to say about it really is Neil's covered quite a lot of good round there it makes a lot of sense um again I'm just quite tired by the whole thing really and it's it's not just that the stand that bothers you is it's the to me it's the vision and where we're going for the next few years you don't want you don't want him to start stating these ridiculous things that some chairman state as they've oh, we've got five-year plan and all this kind of thing but to me, I no, see, no, but I want to see the stand, but also I want to see if we go up this year, next year, whatever, what, what do we do then? Because that's the massive thing that we've failed on in the last few years. We've, we've got to that point of League One and then we thought, oh, what do we do now? It's almost like we're scared to take the next step and we've, we've got to a point where we've had the players to do it and they've been sold. We've had the managers to do it. They've gone. Um, and to me, that's what you do. And it, it's, it's reasonably decent enough job to get out of lead to and you can do it if you're organized and you've got a good set of characters and you can kind of get by and get through and you know some of the teams that were in the playoffs last season you look at them and you think well how did they get there and and we're stuck in mid-table and you can get out of this league and it's about what do we do then and have we got a plan for that and that, that's the thing that I want to see is is the plan for for what happens when we go up are we going to be able to keep hold of the manager and the, the players that get us there and what that's is the, the thing, plan yeah. we're not just staying afloat we want to want to actually move on and start thinking about where we go from there I, I agree yeah it's like we're past the point now surely of of just we're happy to we're happy to be a, alive if that makes sense like yes mm. we went through a pretty horrific time after when at the end of david cardoso's regime and stuff and and the club was very close to going out of business and that was horrible and i think for a year or so afterwards it was just nice to have a football club but i think that was a good few years ago now we have not moved on. We've, we've tried to move on, but ultimately we're back where we are, right? And we're back in League Two, and we've still got no East End. We've still got no. And I know I get what you're saying, Danny. It's very difficult to put a five year plan and come out and say this, this, and this because it probably won't happen. And then you're, you're kind of tied to those words and stuff. But it would be nice to have some form of vision. And, and I always hark back to to when when they took over, when the current owners took over, they, they definitely said when they took over that, you know, they'll look on the, the short to medium term. We've, we've had that now. We're, we've, we've passed the, the short term would have been a year, medium term, the three years, however long it's been. We, we need, we need something better. We, and Otherwise we're just going to languish and we're going to continue. Yeah. We might get promoted, but without any sort of plan in place and stuff, what happens if we win the league this year and get promoted, the East End stuff still rattling on. We're not going to be able to accommodate, X amount of fans and more fans and stuff for games that will probably sell out big clubs. Like who came down from, from the championship to league one last year? Who was it? Was it, um, Sunderland, are they still down there or did they get promoted? Sunderland are they lost still the down there. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll, they'll have big following. Portsmouth are still down there, aren't they? So they have a big following. There's enough big clubs down there. And I just think it, it, it's just short sighted still. And, and I, I just want to see a bit more and I just want to see some form of, action and some form of for our football club and we all want the best for the football club and we all want the club to, to go places and realistically our our holy grail is making the championship right we're, we're probably never going to make the Premier League unless barring a, a fluke when we get up to the, the championship but you know with the size of the and I love to say it because I know some fans harp on about catchment area and stuff but it is fair the size of the town that we are and, and the area that we're in, there's no big Premier League club around here. Who's, who's the closest? Is it what, Villa, probably? Leicester. Leicester, yeah, I forgot about Leicester. Sorry, yeah, Leicester. Um, 
so we're it's not like we're a berry or an oldham where you've got united and city on your doorstep like we're we're in a good position and i just think there's more to be had and you just want someone to, to that owns the club that is is business savvy but also has the the drive and the ambition to take the club to a different level and I, and I don't necessarily feel that that's what our current owners have I, I, I don't think I don't think they're in any way shape or form the same as our previous owners I don't think they're anything like that at all I, I think they're, they're genuinely pretty honest people and they're, and they're doing their best I just don't think they have the capital and they don't have the funding to be able to take us to the next level and I think that probably frustrates them as well Look, that's probably why they were looking at outside investment with the Chinese and stuff wasn't it and it, it, I, it's just frustrating just and it frustrates me a lot and, and i've had enough of it really and i'm just ready for something to happen or the, for there to be a change i think that's fair enough um so i think we better sort of leave it there really boys thank you very much um we'll be there on saturday as uh, we said earlier at the family day at the open day at the sheffield united game we will be there we want carpet, to <laughs> we, we want to get your thoughts on basically how you see the season going um that's coming up are you happy with the signings we've made uh, are you happy with the team that's been assembled by bdk uh, have you got yourself a, a panama hat um, the three of us will be there on Saturday. We'll see you then. And uh, don't forget also the Fans Forum with Keith Curl that's coming up on Thursday, the 1st of August. Uh, that's at half seven uh, in the uh, 1897 suite at Sixfield Stadium. Uh, you can hear and ask questions of a big Keith Curl. Um, he will be there. We will be there. Danny won't be there. He'll have died again. I've died um, again. Uh, but basically, where, are, where are you going, Danny? Book festival. <laughs> Loves a book some festival. Sort of, some sort of gigantic book festival. That you, it's just, in, uh... just one massive book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll be there um, asking questions or, or letting you ask them and hearing what Keith has to say. We will be recording it, so therefore the, we will release a special edition of the podcast so that you can listen to it if you can't make it. But... We'd love to see you there and we'd love to see you on Saturday as well. So make sure you say hi if you see three strange looking Cobblers fans walking around with microphones uh, looking like we we basically want to be anywhere else but where we are, more than likely. <laughs> um, we, also, we also want instant reaction to the new kit, right? Yeah, we want, yeah, we're going to grab a few fans literally by the ear holes and just say, look at that, tell us what you think. <laughs> Or just be pointing at Danny's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There won't be very... Uh, partisan, will it? Everyone will just say, oh, too, too beardy. Too, too oh, ginger. He's a good-looking boy. He's a strong one, that one. <laughs> That's what I imagine. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't think I'm coming on Saturday anymore. Oh, you will be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Thank you very much, boys. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. We'll be back again next Tuesday. We'll see you then. Uh, all we've got time for right now, though, is to say bye, Ash. Bye, Ash. Bye, Ash. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. 
Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.